Welcome to Ascend Sounds, a podcast developed by the creators of the Women in Technology World series, featuring thought-provoking episodes from guest speakers sharing their lessons, ideas and advice across career, diversity, technology and business. Thank you very much for the warm welcome and a very warm welcome from me as well. I'm really delighted to be here. I'm going to share my slides now. So starting from the beginning. So this is a session, as you've just heard, about how self-compassion can help us thrive. So this is going to be a, a session uh, with practice and a bit of theory input teaching. So we'll have a mindful moment in a moment to help us arrive here. And then we'll explore what is self-compassion. Yeah? And then I'll share a little bit of the science behind self-compassion, what we now know what happens in the brain when we practice self-compassion. And then we'll do another self-compassion practice that I hope you can take away um, immediately and apply in your day-to-day -day life and work life. So you've just heard a little bit about me, so I won't repeat anything just to say that I have had my own mindfulness and meditation practice for 13 years, and it really has made a huge difference in my life in how I relate to myself, how I am with myself, and how that also has changed how I relate to others and, and my life overall. So let's have a mindful moment to settle into the session, to settle into our body, to be fully here for the session. So we can begin by just having a look around where we are, really noticing where we are. You might just want to rest your eyes on something in front of you, plant or the window or painting or something that's right in front of you on your desk. Just resting your gaze for a moment and really see what you see. And then noticing sounds around you, inside and outside, perhaps people inside, birdsong outside or traffic, people in the street. Whatever you are hearing, just noticing that. And then I want to invite you to take your awareness to the soles of your feet in contact with the floor. Noticing the sensations in the feet, the contact with the ground. Maybe there's a tingly feeling there in your feet, something different. And then noticing your sitting bones in contact with the seat you're sitting on. Taking your awareness there. Resting your hands in your lap, 
on your thighs, noticing sensations in your hands. Allowing the shoulders to drop down into your hands. And perhaps allowing the upper body to lengthen a little bit. Only as much as feels right. Lifting the heart, opening the chest a little. And that can be very subtle, not forcing anything, just tuning into the body in this way, making contact with the body and what's here right now. And then you might want to close your eyes or keep them open, lowering your gaze if that feels right. And Let's take three deep breaths here. And finding release and ease on the out breath. And then very gently now, broadening your awareness, sitting in the awareness of your whole body breathing, being fully present, and then bringing this short practice to close, noticing how your body is feeling, noticing your mood, your emotional state right now with a sense of curiosity, and openness and kindness. Just noticing what's here now in your experience, right in this moment, whatever that is. So I'm going to move us on now to the next slide. Just noticing what, what, what's happening right now, yeah, when you pose when you take a breath as we've just done and feel what you feel. Well, that can be a question that you can take away and ask yourself throughout your day. Yeah, what happens when you pause, when you take a breath in that way? So what is self-compassion? So self-compassion is the willingness to engage with our unpleasant experiences without pushing them away or getting overwhelmed by them. Yeah. If this here, my hand, was the unpleasant experience that we are having, something in us yeah, feels difficult, anxious, fearful, scared. If this was that experience, yeah, self-compassion is our willingness to be with that experience, to feel it, yeah, and to sort of turn towards it in this way, yeah, with kind, with a kind, open attitude, yeah, not pushing it away, oh, I don't like it, like this, yeah, nor getting overwhelmed by it, yeah, I sometimes call this the octopus, yeah, if the difficult experience was an octopus, you're yeah, not allowing the octopus to 
overwhelm us, but ah, oh, or pushing it away. It's like, oh, no, this is difficult. We need that open, compassionate, accepting attitude for it, yeah? being alongside. So the willingness to get, engage with our unpleasant experiences without pushing away, nor getting overwhelmed by them. Easier said than done. And this is so much more difficult than it is said. <laughs> Because intuitively, yeah, as human beings, when we are not aware of what's happening, we want to push away difficult experiences, yeah, or hold on to them, particularly when they are positive experiences. Yeah? By nature, that is what we do as human beings. When something is difficult, oh, I don't want it. When something is pleasant, we don't want it to end. We hold on to it. So this is called the paradox of mindfulness. Yeah? So when we feel fearful or anxious and we want to move into a more positive state, let's say calm or confident, when we are not aware, what happens is that we work hard to not have the experience. Yeah? But have you ever tried not to feel anxious? Yeah? That doesn't work. Often we feel more anxious, yeah? Because we begin to push anxiety away only for it to get more, yeah? What we resist tends to persist. So the more effort we make to have a different experience when we feel anxious, the more we are tied to it. Yeah, the more we are caught up in it. When we bring compassionate yeah, acceptance to whatever is happening, when we begin to feel what we feel in the body, yeah, what does it actually feel like when I'm feeling anxious or fearful? Fearful, often there's a tension in the chest or not in the belly. When we can actually really be in A, yeah, without being overwhelmed, oh, here is anxiety. What does it feel like? Ah, oh, it's difficult. Calm and confident naturally come to us. Yeah? When we can turn and be with our experience with compassion, being alongside it, our experience changes. changes even only slightly, yeah? by bringing compassionate acceptance to our experience, our experience changes and we already then feel calmer, more confident, grounded, spacious, clear. Yeah? When, we want, when we feel anxious and want to feel calm, we really need to be in A. So three core skills can help us to be more self-compassionate. The first one is allowing what is the case to be the case with an attitude of compassionate acceptance. Inquiry yeah, is 
bringing a cur curious attitude yeah, to our present moment experience, yeah? curiosity, kindness, openness, exploring our experience, being with it. So inquiry. And then the third core skill we need is meta-awareness, the ability to be aware of what's happening. Yeah? Being aware of being aware. The ability to observe our emotions, thoughts, sensations in the body, our impulses. Yeah, when we feel reactive, can we notice that? When we feel overwhelmed yeah, by our difficult experience, can we notice that? Yeah, and step back and look at it. So allowing what is the case to be the case, bringing curiosity, yeah, inquiry to our experience, yeah. noticing meta-awareness, yeah. helicopter view, being our own best kind observer. Three core skills that can help us to be more self-compassionate. So a little bit about the science behind self-compassion. So research shows that people who practice self-compassion versus being self-critical, self-judgmental, yeah, harsh with themselves, are more emotionally robust and resilient because they are able to have a positive kind compassionate attitude towards themselves. Yeah, these people are able yeah, to be with difficult experience, to look at it, to turn towards. Yeah? And people who practice self-compassion are more able to acknowledge their mistakes, their imperfections, yeah? their negative actions, and learn from them and change. Yeah? This is the learning mindset or the growth mindset versus the failure mindset, yeah? And so we don't get caught up in, neg in the negative emotions, yeah, when something happens that can keep us stuck, yeah, in anxiety and feeling low and beating ourselves up. We can learn, yeah, we can come out of it when we have an attitude of self-compassion and are able to be with our difficult experiences. And we can move on more quickly and learn. That doesn't make the difficult experience go away. But we don't add unnecessary layers yeah, of negative emotion to what's happening within, when we have uh, self-compassion. We can move on quicker. So I want to offer before we go into Q&A, a practice, because self-compassion happens through practicing. Yeah, it's not an idea, it's a practice that we can and have to really, if we want to reap the benefits of it, we have to practice every day. Yeah, not for hours, but if you can practice this practice, for example, every day, as a formal practice, then you have a very powerful tool that you can use when things get difficult or tough or panicky. Yeah. So let's pause again. 
Let's take a few deeper breaths. Let's take our awareness to the soles of the feet in contact with the ground again. So you will be receiving these slides and you will have this practice so you don't have to remember it right now. I just have this slide here in case you want to take a brief look at the three steps of this practice, but you can just settle in and settle down now. I'm going to guide you through and then you can have a look at it in your own time afterwards and begin to practice. So the first step of this self-compassion practice is to acknowledge yeah, that whatever is going on, this is a moment of difficulty. Yeah, this is the first core skill, allowing what is the case to be the case. Oh, this is scary. This is difficult. This is stressful. And then noticing where you feel it in the body. Yeah, that's the inquiry, bringing curiosity to, oh, I can feel it in my chest. Yeah, there's a pressure or tightness or my belly is contracted or both, or there's a pressure in my temples or my mind. This is a moment of difficulty. You can take a few deeper breaths to breathe and be alongside that difficulty and really feeling it in the body. The second step is to acknowledge our common humanity, yeah, that difficult experiences are part of life. And it happens to other people. Yeah? So I'm not alone, you could say. We all struggle at times. And the third step is you're asking yourself, what do you need right now? Do I need someone to talk to? Do I need a break? Do I need to step away from my desk, take three deep breaths, step outside? Some reassurance. So this is a crucial question for self-compassion to happen. What do I need right now? Particularly, yeah, when the octopus is holding us, yeah, when we are in the grip of our self-judgment, noticing that, stepping back, this is difficult. What do I need right now? So taking a few deeper breaths to create some space, and then in that space, we can ask ourselves, what do I need right now? A few more deep breaths, talking to someone, some reassurance. So whatever is happening for you right now, maybe noticing something that perhaps feels difficult for you right now or whatever else is happening. 
it might not be something difficult, then you can notice whatever is here right now with curiosity. Just taking a moment to notice what's here, perhaps something that feels difficult. And then you can say, this is scary, this is difficult. I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling apprehensive. And notice where you feel it in the body. What's the physical sensation of that? And just describing it to yourself. And the second step is to reassure yourself and to just say, I'm not alone in this. Other people experience difficult experiences. It's common humanity. And continue breathing, staying in contact with the ground and the breath. Allowing whatever is here to be here. And then the step three is asking yourself, what do I need right now? Do I need to continue taking a few deeper breaths and to be with this experience and to know that this will pass and change? Do I need to talk to someone? Do I need to step outside into nature or walk around the block? What do I need right now? And now broadening your awareness again, getting a felt sense of your whole body breathing, sitting here, and maybe notice what your body, body is feeling now, how you are feeling in yourself right now before we bring this practice and this session to a close. So inquiry, noticing. It's happening now with curiosity and kindness and compassion. So we are almost at the end. We have a little bit of time for questions. Here's what I offer. You can take a look at this in your own time. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn or connect with me if you have further questions. I'm going to stop sharing now and hand over, hand back to see whether there are any questions. Amazing. Thank you so much for that, Karen. That was absolutely a wonderful start to the day. I certainly enjoyed taking a moment to just pause and think. So honestly, thank you so much. Mm, um, yeah, we're going to go through to the uh, Q&A portion uh, of the session. So if you do have any questions, please do pop them either into the chat box or you can send to me uh, directly via the Ascend uh, community. Um, so Karen, we've got, uh, we've got a question here from Isold. Uh, do you have daily mindful, uh, mindfulness practices? 
Yeah, I myself, yeah, I practice daily. Um, I've done so for many years now and really it's essential and it's a frequently asked question. And as I said, mindfulness practice is really a practice, a life skill. And when we do it every day, we really reap the benefit. And I, I want to encourage you to start small. Yeah, Start with five minutes every day and then increase it to 10 or 15. So start slowly. And even if it's one minute every day to pause and to get curious about your experience and the body and emotions. Yeah, But yeah crucial and I have my regular practice and it makes a huge difference to my day-to-day -day life. Amazing. Thank you. What about uh, within the workplace? How can, how can uh, uh, I as an individual, we uh, practice mindfulness and but also self-compassion uh, within the workplace? Yeah, that's another great question. So uh, a myth, uh, a common myth about mindfulness practice is that we need a very quiet space and we need to close our eyes and we need to sit in lotus position or cross-legged. These are all myths, yeah, in the workplace. I often do it. Um, my, my office is in my home, yeah, <laughs> and even more so since lockdown. So I can practice at my desk, yeah, or ideally I step back a little bit and I can close my eyes or keep them open. Yeah, so we can take one minute or three minutes or five minutes in the workplace, wherever we are. Yeah, and if you have in your office or home a quieter space, that's great, that's helpful. But we can practice wherever we are with our eyes open, standing, sitting, walking. Yeah, mindfulness is really awareness of what's happening right now, waking up to our moment-by-moment -moment awareness, getting to, our, getting to know ourselves better yeah? with this attitude of curiosity and kindness. And if you have a workplace where we could perhaps practice together, you could maybe form a, a small group and take time out and do a little practice yeah? or take a moment before meeting and encourage each other to just pause and take a few deeper breaths. Yeah, it can be very simple, but it's powerful to pause and to become aware. Absolutely. Um, as somebody just uh, recently suggested um, starting every meetings with just like a brief moment of uh, mindfulness just to get everybody a little bit yeah. calmer and just like on, yeah. on the same level. Um, yeah. So a really good suggestion there, thank you. Yeah. Um, Everybody has those occasional down moments where self-compassion can be a little bit more difficult. Um, sometimes, you know, they can last for days, weeks and, and months. What's your advice on overcoming uh, these negative emotions and being a bit more self-compassionate to ourselves during those times? Yeah, I think it's really, you know, it comes back to kindness. We are, many people suffer from a very harsh attitude to themselves and it's even uh, more difficult when we do it to ourselves than when someone criticizes us yeah we all know how it can feel when someone criticizes us when we do it to ourselves it's even worse so it's really what keeps us in this uh, low mood and feeling down is our own harsh attitude so it's noticing that and and practicing the 
self-compassion practice that I've shared with you. Yeah, in those moments, particularly when we feel low and really notice, oh, this is difficult. And bringing kindness, bringing compassion, bringing curiosity to ourselves. Yeah, we know what it's like when someone is kind to us and when someone asks us, oh, what's happening? Yeah, and gives, gives us compassion and kindness. We know how good it is. So it's, it's a daily practice. And when we turn to our, towards our difficult experience with that attitude, it changes immediately. It's a practice and we have to make an effort yeah, to practice it. Yeah, there's no magic potion in this. Amazing. And we all have kindness already and compassion as qualities in our human, yeah, uh, in our being human. It's already there. Absolutely. Thank you so, so much for that. Karen uh, and thank you again for taking the time uh, to present today and thank you uh, thank you also everybody for taking the time to uh, attend um, as mentioned at the beginning of, of the session uh, we have recorded it, uh, this uh, and all of the other sessions from my fact week so uh, we will be sending a link uh, to catch up on demand if you have missed uh, any uh, any sessions um, we'll also be sending out a feedback form at the end uh, of Life Hack Week. Uh, with a, uh, so please do let us know your thoughts on this session, as well as sessions that you'd like to hear from us uh, in the future. Um, thank you again, everybody, for taking the time to attend. And thank you again, Karen. Mm, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Follow us to stay updated on our latest podcast releases or for more content and opportunity to connect with the fastest growing women in tech community, head to ascend.women-in-technology.com.